Hey, yo, what's going on, everyone? This is Lex James. And this is your boy, Mikey Bravo, and you're listening to The Wrestling High. And on this show, we'll keep you up to date on all things WWE and AEW, whether it's good, bad, or just completely shit. We're also going to be hitting you with all the rumors and hot topics all throughout the world of pro wrestling. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore wrestling underscore high. Do it. Hello, everybody. This is Monumental Mikey Bravo. I'm here with lower level Lex James. You haven't heard from us in quite a while because we are two busy assholes. But here we are with a lot to talk about. And I'm not even going to go through the list. We're just going to get it started because we're going to talk about this AEW Dynamite. Yeah, this uh, this episode of AEW Dynamite. The best Dynamite in the past, like, two months. I, I would say since MJF was last on and I think that was the episode right after Double or Nothing, right? I, That's when I'm, he called him a fucking mark and Yeah, we, we said him. on plenty of episodes before this how CM Punk and MJF were two of the best things that AEW was putting on TV and it's still showing now. And I think that was the last time both of them were on. Well, actually the week after that Punk came out and announced that he was injured. So, it's literally been since Punk and MJF yeah, and now he's back, and this this one I didn't even know. Well, I mean, Punk came back the week before. He actually came out as a surprise to help um, John Moxley. You know, he was getting his ass kicked after the match he had with Jericho, and that match with Jericho was awful. First off, I kind of want to point that out real quick because if you saw any of it, the one part where John Moxley gets his earring ripped out of his ear. But here's the thing. He bleeds, he blades on the side of his face, and he starts bleeding profusely from that side of his face where the earring got ripped off. There's, but it's, it's just so stupid because no one would bleed that damn much. He bleeds from, every week. It's, it's, it's like stupid. Anything makes John Moxley bleed. If you fart in his direction, he'll fucking bleed. I, I, it's, it, I'm it's, waiting for him to stop blading like during promos. <laughs> well, shit. Right after, you know, he defeats Jericho, Punk came out. And, you know, finally, thank God, a reason to watch AEW. Because, honestly, I, you know, if you haven't been able to tell, over the last, like, month or so, two months worth of episodes, we haven't really talked about AEW yeah, much. Yeah, there's nothing to really watch. It's Forbidden the Jericho and Moxley show. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, I'd rather watch fucking Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I, I can't go back to what AEW looked like before Punk and Brian and, yeah, just before them two, honestly. Because MJF wasn't even enough. He was barely enough to just watch. You can watch him and then leave. Change the channel. Yeah. But this episode of Dynamite, it starts off with CM Punk because this is, you know, the first time we're actually hearing from him since he announced that he was injured. So I want to say, what, is it three months? May, June, July, August? Yeah, about three months since, you know, he, I, I don't even know if he's cleared yet or whatever they didn't say, but apparently he's going to be healthy enough to, you know, have this unification title match with John Moxley. So Punk comes out and he looks great. And they're in West Virginia. And he says, you know, he has some important stuff to address and some not so important stuff to address. So he goes with the not so important first. 
And he reminds everybody where they are, and they, you know, they're in West Virginia. And he said, there's a certain AEW wrestler back there that is from West Virginia. He's talking about Hangman Adam Page. And then right then and there, he sits in the middle of the ring, Indian style, lays the title on the floor, and he calls out Adam Page for a rematch for his title. That was supposedly not according to plan, right? It definitely was not in the script. And Punk, he waits a little bit. And then, you know, he looks at the watch that he doesn't have on, and he says, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. While the crowd is chanting cowboy shit, CM Punk says, that's not cowboy shit, that's coward shit. And he said something, he's like, you know, I want you to take some advice here. I want your apology to be as loud as a disrespect. And he's talking to Hangman Adam Page. We'll get to that, what all that shit means in a little bit, because there's a lot to dive into in that one. Um, yeah, that's like some real life shit that happened. Yeah, that, that that whole part, the first part of this entire promo was not on the script at all. CM Punk apparently went into business of his own. So, like I said, we'll get into that in a little bit. And he shifts his attention to John Moxley. And if there was ever a time to blade during a promo, it would have been this one. Because, man, CM Punk cut John Moxley deep. It was just one after another. The references he was pulling out, they were WWE references, but they weren't shots. No, which I was, was just pleasantly surprised with. It was just more like facts. Yeah, he was talking about how John Moxley's not number one in anything. He said he's the third best guy in his group, the Blackpool Combat Club, and he says that seems to be a recurring theme in his career. Well, which, which is true because there's some idiots on some like wrestling pages that try and say Moxley is better than Roman and Seth, and it's like no way, dude, you're out of your mind. Yeah, I mean, so he is. The you third really best have in that opinion. Group. If you really have that opinion, you're pretty delusional. Yeah, very not but pretty. They're. Sadly, there are a lot of delusional fans out there. So CM Punk, you know, obviously a S.H.I.E.L.D. reference. That got the crowd ooing and aahing. Well, what did he say next? That, he yeah. said something. is like, and you know, you look at his best friend. He's the third best that he I've ever faced. And he's the second best Kingston I've shared a locker room with. Which is obviously Kofi. <laughs> <laughs> and the two Eddies that, you know, he's referring to... One is definitely Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, because he fought Eddie Guerrero in what, Ring of Honor, right? No, no, no. It or wasn't was it Ring of Honor. Indie was, show? I think it was like, um, I can't remember what it was. Mid-South something. It wasn't the Mid-South, you know. that. It was like when Eddie had from. gotten fired and he was about to come back. It was right before he came back. Uh, it was a triple threat with Rey Mysterio. And I, I believe the other Eddie he was speaking of was Eddie Edwards from Ring of Honor. That's my assumption because um, that was around the time, you know, they were in Ring of Honor together at the same time. So I would think that's who he was talking about but clearly taking shots at eddie kingston who again cm punk and eddie kingston apparently don't really get along in real life which i can see i, I can see that oh i completely see i yeah like, i definitely see seeing that. that they're both really who they are on tv yeah i i can i can tell why they don't like each other they're not characters no they're not characters this eventually brings John Moxley out. And while John Moxley comes out to Wild Thing, CM Punk says, all right, we're going to be a while, so I think I'll just do Snow yeah, Angels. Yeah, that had me rolling. He's in the ring really doing Snow Angels. <laughs> Meanwhile, John Moxley does his, you know, tough walk from the crowd all the way to the ring. And John Moxley gets on the mic and he says, uh-oh, CM Punk is dropping pipe bombs, everybody. Watch out. And, you know, he says something about, you know, you talk about this... You being the best wrestler in the world, he's like, you're more, more often than not, you're not even the best wrestler in catering. 
He said he's like the heart and soul of this place, and CM Punk was like, you be the heart and soul, I'll be the dollars and cents. Right. And, and then Moxley said something about, oh, we all know the reason you came back, and it's because I, it broke. I feel like that was a like a personal jab, because he knew, like, I, like I'm not fucking with this guy in a microphone. Because like, he even says, like, oh, that microphone, do you think that's power? And it's like, well, it is, guy. Because if you can talk on the fucking mic, and, and you're as good as Punk is in the ring still, even at this age, it, it kind of is power. And he's showing you how it is right now because he's owning you on the thing you're talking about. He is. Like, he, he absolutely, CM Punk, I, he won this before Moxley even came out. But Moxley came out, he obviously had to get on the mic. And that just to goes to himself. prove how good MJF is in its own way because MJF actually held his own against Punk and this is something that Moxley some guy somebody who's been in a business at least 10 years that we've seen I would do. I would say MJF more than held his own and I yeah. would say some of the, some of them he even won he says something it's like you know being a champion is like I you know it makes me sick every time I hear interim and I think of you interim champion I think of you and CM Punk's like good you should and Moxley's like you know what your title don't mean shit and, you know, to be fair, my title don't mean shit. The reason why I'm the heart and soul of this of this company is because I have fight in me. He's like, you you haven't had fight in you in a long time. What do you say? His body can't hold up? Or his, his mouth's writing checks that his body can't cash? Yeah. And he said, he's like, I bet you won't do shit about it, too. And he gets right in his face. And CM Punk says, well, you know, I'll wait till the pay-per-view while I'll you know, soundly defeat you. But if I touch you right now, you might bleed all over me. <laughs> Which was literally the best the best way to end yeah. the promo. Telling everybody, like, I notice that you bleed every week just like these fans notice, you asshat. Like, the memes that you tag me in on Facebook where, you know, it takes a German suplex and then it's a... <laughs> and it's, like, Carrie. <laughs> just... John Moxley fucking bleeding. <laughs> put him in a headlock. And he's bleeding. It's, it's every week. First off, you give him a Ric Flair chop, you look up, he's fucking busted open. <laughs> touch your face. <laughs> Swear, man, it's it's just the whole interim championship run, like he's literally facing one guy after another every week. It and di- none of these it, like, guys dilutes the effect. None of these guys are title contenders. Nah, he, For the real title. Who is he fighting that fucking like great value stone cold guy? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even go that far. Well, that, yeah, that's I, know, I don't even remember like, his even name, that's but a compliment. Yeah. But he he was like, "Who am I? I? I can't even remember his fucking name." But he got a title shot, and he, he they, they were bleeding. What do you, you know? You know who else got a title shot? Your boy takes shitta. He he got a title shot. Yeah. And look, this guy's a hell of a wrestler. But with a name like that, take shitta. He went home to take shitta because he went <laughs> back to fucking New Japan. I mean. Home toilet advantage is the way to go. So, yeah. I don't blame it. It just sucks you have to go all the way to fucking Japan. To but, take shit <laughs> Take many shit But yeah, it's just, yeah, he was putting his title against, he's putting his title up against anyone. You, you want a title shot? All right, yeah, meet me Wednesday. Jericho was the only fucking one of name value that meant anything. You would have thought, and we were all hoping and praying Jericho. You would have thought that he, he would have gave Eddie Kingston a title shot. I would rather see that. I, honestly, isn't that his friend? Why wouldn't you give your boy a title shot? Help yeah. him out, you know. Isn't uh, that might be what Punk meant when he said like he doesn't want to fight his best friend or some shit like that? Yeah, 
The promo was good. This, so I, I don't even follow this, but this one segment got me wanting to see this match. Yeah, man. the Punk and Moxley, like they, they, you know, they basically get a pull apart brawl, and they're fighting like hell for the next couple minutes, and you know, security comes down, whatever. So then after that, we get a two out of three falls match between Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia, which. If anyone saw their first match, which was Danielson's comeback match from, you know, the concussion that nobody's going to speak of, that he definitely got in anarchy in the arena. And his comeback match, he fucking lost to Daniel Garcia due to interference with Jake Hager. And apparently Brian passes out due to too much pain from the sharpshooter. Daniel Garcia wins a very flat ending. Oh, very Jake flat Hager win. hasn't really done... Like, I have, when's the last time he wrestled? even care <laughs> i honestly like I, I get what you're saying but like i don't yeah because I, I can't remember but i know what you mean i don't even care <laughs> jake hager or whatever he's he's just i need a body he's an extra basically yeah hey come be in the shark cage you fucking big idiot yeah <laughs> you just slide right through but, yeah, I mean, that match was just, like, a head-scratcher because, like, you know, you don't just put anybody over by just losing to them. Like, you know what I mean? And I, it, that's... It Sometimes like, you oh, get Danielson, more if you lose to the, the veteran. Yeah, and Danielson losing to Garcia in such a flat ending... It did nothing for him. Yeah. At all. It's just, well, why is he losing to Daniel Garcia? The w- the way this match this went match down. This match is way more. Two out of three falls match, which finally, I, I'm, I'm such a fan of two out of three falls matches. We never fucking see them anymore. So that, I, was, I, I wasn't really excited at first when I heard Brian and Garcia having another match, but I heard two out of three falls. I'm like, all right, maybe this will be a little different. And it was. First fall goes to Garcia. Garcia, again, makes Brian pass out with a dragon sleeper and... Um, Passing out for the first fall is just kind of like there's two. There's another fall. Yeah, you, if you pass out, they should have saved that for the third one. Right. So that to me was just kind of all right. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily make sense, but whatever. The action we're getting is good. It's stiff. This is easily the best match I've ever seen Daniel Garcia in. Doesn't surprise me. Brian Danielson's on the other side. Um, Danielson gets his. His fall back, he, uh, I think, Garcia goes for the same dragon sleeper, and Brian reverses it into a pin, pins his shoulders to the mat, gets the, th- uh, gets the three. And we got a tie. Brian's bleeding after taking a DDT on the floor. Then he went to the commercial break. Later on, Garcia's bleeding. I think he gets driven into, what was it, the steel post? That's what, that's what cut Something. him open. He was fucking split open. Almost. But Garcia was actually, he, start, he starts uh, stealing Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson's moves. Even I'm fucking doing it. JR effect. He starts uh, stealing Danielson's moves, but he's actually landing them pretty damn good. He hits the running knee. He starts doing uh, the drop kick into the corner and shit like that. And uh, the action we're getting. Reversals. You know, like you see the the LaBelle lock reversed into a fucking dragon sleeper. Reversed right back into a triangle or some shit. It's crazy. The one where Brian had um, Garcia in the tri- in the triangle, and Garcia turns it into a fucking pile driver, which you thought he actually I, I landed on his he head. Spiked him. It looked it looked really good. I was about to say, "Fuck this asshole!" Just hurt him. <laughs> yeah, of all people, Brian Danielson, the guy with concussion problems and neck problems, but the pile driver looked 
it, it looked like a thing of beauty. I can't even complain. A at first, I was a little scared because it's like, eh, his head's exposed, man. Don't fucking sit. But he, he protected him. It, it looked really solid. And I think that was what led to... I, I might have been a little late on this one, but I think that was what led to the first fall yeah. that Garcia won. So, excuse me for being late on that, but it was a hell of a fucking move. Um, late Lex James. Late Lex. That's for the next episode. So you got to save that one. Yeah. But yeah, Brian finally gets the win. I think he uh, he gets him in the label lock and he passes him out. So I guess everybody's too good to fucking tap out anymore. Just kind of annoying. So They're Brian passes so out. They just pass out. Yeah, they all just pass out. Nobody quits. So it's a little stupid. Because um, I feel like even Garcia tapping out to that, wouldn't he wouldn't have lost much at all. And... I, I guess I'd be remiss to say this, uh, or if I didn't say it, but Jericho was on commentary, and he was as annoying as ever. I, I, I can't take him on commentary. Like, I, I think that's it, why I think I, I can't take him, him at all, period. Yeah, I, I really... I, I think the term X-Pac Heat needs to be renamed Chris Jericho Heat. Yeah. Like, it's embarrassing. It's fucking bad. X-Pac never so, me like Jericho does. Yeah. X-Pac doesn't deserve... Jericho deserves all the hate X-Pac ever got. Even Batista. The, the hate Batista got when he came back in 2014. All that should go to Jericho for the, the embarrassment that we have to sit through every fucking week. So, Brian, you know, after passing out, you know, Garcia and getting the win, again, awesome match. Brian's about to give Daniel Garcia his respect, and the fans are digging it. And right as they're about to shake hands, Jericho comes from behind, kicks Brian's ass. Cock blocks the fans. Of course. Good, good heel work, though. Yeah. But here's the fucking thing, though. Daniel Garcia stops Jericho from beating Brian's ass. And it got a huge reaction. You said that they need to get him away from Jericho. Maybe they are. Please. Please, please, please. Get him away from Jericho. Because this, this whole match, like, like, like I was just saying with you... Or like you just said, sometimes losing gets you over even more. Yeah, you this don't always got, have to win. This got Garcia over way more. A landslide more than that terrible Hell fucking yeah. win. That, that, that win was just bullshit. Especially, like, losing clean does more for you than winning dirty. Or, or it's like a fucking, like, like the Bret Hart word, schmaz. But just the way that they were trying to make it seem like, oh, Garcia beat Brian. But like, yeah, but... There was no story behind it. Brian just came yeah, back, and, and Garcia him, fucking beat him. Like, oh, okay. Him, it should be a story being told. Yeah, it did nothing for Garcia. This did something for Daniel Garcia. This is why Tony Khan's getting all the heat he's getting. Yeah. Because he's fucking, like, the dude doesn't know how to book. He should be in the crowd, like MJF said. Yeah, no shit. should be paying for it. Um, but yeah, Daniel Garcia, man. This did him more favors than Jericho has ever. Big surprise. It, it really did. You know, tell me where you heard that before. Next segment. Oh, my Jericho God. Jericho holding people back. Yeah, I know. That's what he does. The next segment, Mike. I think this might be... Uh, <laughs> this, probably, this is probably one of your favorite moments of the year. Is this when Tony Nese finally... This is Tony Nese. He, now, this poor you, guy... Now, for anybody that might not know, please, you know... What is Tony Nese known for between... Tony Nese... Well, you pointed you, this out at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, if you listen to our Watch Along in the Greatest Royal Rumble, 
I say, yo, Tony Nese is that 90s jobber that when they went to commercial on Superstars, like, he didn't get an entrance. He's just in the ring and they're waiting for the big guy to come out, you know? And squash him. a couple of months later, lo and behold, the dude doesn't get an entrance. He's in the ring and waiting to get squashed by somebody. So all of these but months He actually later, squashed Danhausen. That way. He, he, without an entrance, squashed And he Danhausen. even mentioned, like, I don't get an entrance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so with all that. His poor soul finally gets an entrance. And then John Moxley comes in and says, oh, you thought you were getting an entrance? <laughs> we'll give you a quarter of one. <laughs> and Moxley barely does anything. He just nails him from behind. And then he goes for Mark Sterling and, falls. and fucking falls. He barely does anything Just the way him. he was running to hit Tony Nese was funny as shit. He just hits him with like a forearm from behind and lays him out. <laughs> Busts his ass trying to do the same to Mark Sterling. And then Moxley gets up, oh. runs back down to the ring, and calls CM Punk out. This fucking ass hat finally gets an entrance, and he gets his shit kicked. That one punch. And it wasn't even much. Wham. It's not like Moxley kicked his ass. He just hit him once. You thought. Like, man, Tony Nese. Fucking Nies. useless Tony Nese. Tony Nese cannot catch a damn break. He gets an entrance. He should just start he having even matches to... in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> he gets an entrance. He doesn't get to the ring. He doesn't get an entrance. He wins in under a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, I, never, guess... I never thought that'd be a theme when I mentioned it. I just think he's so corny. You called he... it and it started happening. Yeah, he, he, I just looked at him and said, yo, this is one of the guys that would be waiting in the ring for the Undertaker to come tombstone this shit out of him. Tony Khan or one of his close friends that heard that episode is like, you know what? I like that. That sounds like an idea. <laughs> I know just what to do with Tony Nese. <laughs> oh, my God. And, yeah, again, Moxley comes out and calls out CM Punk. He says, to hell with All Out. I'm not waiting till All Out. I want to unify the titles tonight. I want to do it right now. Punk comes back out. We have another pull-apart brawl. And... I, I, they still haven't really mentioned why, but apparently the Moxley and CM Punk title unification match that was supposed to main event All Out in Chicago has now been moved to next week's Dynamite. Which is cool, because I want to see that. So, But no explanation as to why they... as to why they did that. Could it maybe have something to do with the backstage shit going on with CM Punk and... What's his name? Cow- Cowboy Hangman? Cowboy Adam Page. <laughs> Hangman <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about uh, Mr. Cowboy shit himself and uh, CM Punk. So, that whole thing, CM Punk calling out Adam Page, clearly wasn't scripted. Uh, because there is no rematch in the foreseeable future that's scheduled between Hangman and CM Punk. So, that is not the reason why Moxley and CM Punk has been pushed forward and moved off of All Out. So a lot of questions surrounds that. What the hell is going on? I heard something that MJF might be coming back. Could it be MJF and CM Punk at All Out in Chicago? Which, if that's the case, I'd much rather see that at pay-per-view. That's something that's worth paying money for than CM Punk and Moxley in my eyes. Yeah, Title match or not, or title unification match or not, whatever. So back to Adam Page. So apparently this stems from a promo that was, you know, building up towards their match at Double or Nothing. 
And it was something said along the lines, I think it was uh, about Colt Cabana. So apparently Tony Khan was about to release Colt Cabana until a lot of people in the company vouched for Colt Cabana and got Tony to sign him for Ring of Honor, exclusively to Ring of Honor. We all know CM Punk and Colt Cabana used to be best friends. They both got sued by the doctor from WWE because of Colt Cabana's podcast and CM Punk incriminating him, blah, blah, blah. Punk and Cabana won. And then Punk, who is obviously a lot more well-off than Colt Cabana, according to Colt Cabana, was promised by CM Punk that he would pay for his lawyer fees or, you know, whatever. And he didn't. And he didn't. Punk, I guess, you know, didn't remember that. And they took each other to court. Damn. So, clearly, Punk and Cole Cabana, I'm not sure how that ended. I don't know if it settled or whatever. Clearly, they're not on the best of terms. They are no longer best friends. Obviously. Cole Cabana was with the Dark Order, who was also linked to the Dark Order. Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. That shit is whack. So Hangman Adam Page was saying something about how CM Punk, one of the promos, was not wanted in the locker room and was alluding to, you know, the type of person CM Punk was. CM Punk apparently did not like that at all. That was off script apparently too, just like CM Punk was off script here. And since then, CM Punk allegedly said that he would not put over Hangman Adam Page, which may have led to the title change. I don't know. Um, he also complained to a lot of higher-ups about that promo. So apparently this was something that was brewing for a while. CM Punk did get hurt right after he won the title, so it's not like this would have been addressed until now. Yeah. So I guess, and on top of that, there was a, I don't know if it was in a podcast or, you know, internet website interview, whatever. Hangman Adam Page was, you know asked a question about who you know who he's taking advice from or whatever and he said something that he doesn't take advice from anybody he doesn't take advice from veterans because he feels he doesn't need it with as far as he's went in the business right now that's rubbed some people the wrong way that's why when cm punk said a little advice that you might want to take when you're uh let your apology be louder or as loud as your disrespect that's why he threw in that little jab about taking advice you know the thing about this though this is Mr. Punk who said he didn't need to fight Triple H and he didn't need to fight The Undertaker and that he didn't need to listen to anybody backstage. And now you're mad that the, you're on the other side, you're the veteran now, and you got a young guy saying exactly what you were saying and you don't like it? No shit. Like, pot he, calling the kettle black. He He's, as a wrestler, he's great. His segment was great. He's the best thing they can put on TV and AEW, but he, he's more. just... He's everything he ever cut a promo about not being right now. Yeah. It's funny how, you know, you're on the other side of the shoes. on the And you don't foot. like it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to me, like, the way he called out Adam Page in the ring. And apparently Adam Page was backstage. Because some people were speculating that he wasn't even in the building, which was also, you know, if that was the case, would have been a real dick move just because, like, you're calling someone out that you know is not there. But apparently, Hangman was backstage. But the thing is, Punk is already going off script. What do you want Hangman to do? Go run out there and fucking run past Tony Khan and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go off script too. Knowing Tony Khan, he probably would have said, yes, my toy, go ahead. (laughs) But, 
like still like Adam Page at that point is in a lose lose situation. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna go out there and go off script. And if anybody's getting punished for that, it's gonna be you, not CM Punk. Especially not with the way Tony Khan is. He's like, I like I think he has a fucking CM Punk teddy bear at home in the because <laughs> he's a couple. He's just a fucking weirdo. But you're right. What's what's Page to do? Yeah, and I I just think that's you know Punk's way of. You know, going about But this, it goes back just... to what I said. Like, if you feel that way about Hangman feeling like that about you, how do you think somebody like The Undertaker felt when you said you yeah. didn't need to wrestle him? Nearly 10 years ago. Yeah. You know At who WrestleMania. the fuck The Undertaker is? Right. You know who the hell Triple H is? And that's why Triple H cut that promo on him all those years ago and said straight up, you only want change if it means CM Punk is on top. Absolutely. Because you want to be some kind of martyr. And... We're seeing it. The game called him out on his shit, what, 10 years ago? 11 years ago. Yeah, and now we're you're seeing, seeing exactly what he meant. And maybe this is why he never got the WrestleMania main event that he, we thought he should have had. Because he's an entitled prick. He, he thinks that he's... He's literally doing the same shit. He's pulling the same shit. Because they were even saying how like, people were thinking that he was going to no-show this Dynamite. They were saying how he was, you know, been, he's been vocal about this and how... Somebody who's he's been on Hogan a lot, he's sure playing that Hogan role pretty good right now. <laughs> it's, I mean, again, I've called him a hypocrite before, and... He is, dude. It, like, CM Punk, the wrestler, is cool. He could cut a promo. But just him as a person, and it's just like, yeah. The hypocrisy and, that comes from CM Punk, the person, is... As much as I like Punk, I've always told people, like, yo, Punk's biggest... Flaw is that he thinks he's better than he is. As great as he is, he thinks he's better than he really is. He's his own worst enemy, man. He's 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 in a new company doing the same shit, and now you we're a year in to CM Punk being in AEW now. Yeah, and he's already, you know, there 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 were people thinking he was threatening to leave the company, or that's the uh, that was the feeling that they were getting from him. And, and and we've seen it before, so it's like, damn, I told you so. Yeah. Maybe WWE, you know... Maybe they had something to really, you know, maybe they had a point. With some of this shit anyway. It's three sides to every story. All right? There was Punk's side, there's there's WWE's side. There's WWE's side, and there's the truth. Exactly. So, and again, we just praised Punk's segment and said he was the best thing they put on TV. Wrestling-wise, CM Punk... Wrestling-wise, CM Punk is dope, but the person... CM Punk, the wrestler, is... My main reason to watch AEW. Cuntman Punk. <laughs> <laughs> There's another CM. Fuck. That's what he's crying like. Yeah, it's just... And it's funny. Eddie Kingston actually tweeted, uh, and he called him a cunt. He's like, yeah, that cunt knew I wasn't going to be there. That's why he was talking all that shit about me. Honestly, I think in a legit fight, Eddie Kingston takes that. Absolutely. I think Hangman Adam Page in a legit fight. I mean, you know, we've seen what CM Punk can do. <laughs> yeah. Or rather, what he can't do. He was he was laying down making snow angels in UFC too, but only <laughs> he wasn't doing it for fun. He was uh, trying to get out of. Uh, but Eddie, like I, I said before, Eddie Kingston looks like one of those guys that he does work out, but he eats like shit, so he's fat. But <laughs> he looks like a dude that can fight too. So yeah, man, CM Punk. I don't know. It's just uh, like I enjoyed the hell out of him ripping John Moxley to shreds. I just don't mic. enjoy I, shit like this. But yeah, and it's just like, you know what? On the other side of it, it's this... 
It's, now it's a crime. It, it's CM Punk the person that has to make me, you know, not enjoy CM Punk the wrestler. CM Punk is not at all the worst person in the world. Let me just put that out there. I, there are way worse people in wrestling, let alone the world. He's just a prick. CM Punk. It's just, yeah... He, I don't know. I could, What's like, the word I'm looking for? Like condescending prick? It, to me, it's like you... Is that, was that right or was that wrong? He he's definitely comes off as condescending. But like you've heard stories of a lot of people saying in the past he's very opinionated, he's very whiny, and it's me, me, me. And we hear all this shit back then and now... Now you're seeing we're it. We're seeing it firsthand. We're seeing it in another company. Because he doesn't it's not have just the handcuffs WWE. that WWE had on that bullshit. Like... AEW is a place where they say, like, the, the prisoners run the asylum. What does that remind you of? WCW. You what get, happened to them? They, yeah. We, we know what happened to them. But you get, you can't give a wrestler the book and say, yeah, book me a show. Vince McMahon paid more for pussy than he, he did for WCW. WCW. So that's how bad it got. And now Don't Tony let AEW Khan, get that bad. Tony Khan is just like, like, yo, it's like MJF said. You're a fucking mark and you belong in the crowd with them not booking the show. <laughs> MJF should be running AEW for Christ's sake. My God, it's just yeah. I just uh, Which, yeah. speaking of MJF, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but I've seen on the internet that Triple H has been in contact with AEW an AEW guys. guy, and one of the names that popped up was MJF. Well, I mean, if anything, MJF's contract. Expires a lot sooner than all these other ex WWE guys, Bro. so he's a lot he's a lot closer to WWE than the ex WWE guys. When you really think with about Triple it. H in charge and the whole, eventually that TV fourteen is going to be more. It's being more and more noticeable. Yeah, every week. Triple H would know. Exactly. Yeah, men are starting to act like men. Yeah. All right, Drew and McIntyre we're not getting saying shit like wrestler and they, they, like there. Right. There's no like. You haven't seen the 24-7 title. I haven't seen a sword. I haven't seen a doll. Exactly. No masks. So, Triple H would know exactly what to do with MJF right now. A prick like MJF. Smug fucking rich kid from Long Island. Who better than to book him than a guy who started off as a rich, blue-blood aristocrat? And you gotta believe the TV-14 rating in the near future and Vince McMahon... Gone and Triple H in power. MJF is foaming at the fucking mouth. MJF is top guy if he goes on under Triple H's rule. MJF is foaming at the mouth right now, and begging for, nothing, for it to be twenty twenty four. But him and Cody Rhodes are really good friends. Yes, so imagine are. him and Cody Rhodes in a program and headlining a WrestleMania. Never know. You, you, you know he's home, fucking foaming at the mouth. Oh yeah. So yeah, we got a little off track there, but um. Again, the whole CM Punk, Adam Page thing. The whole point of this show, get off track. Yeah. Well, we're going to get back on. The whole CM Punk, MJF, uh, MJF um, Hangman Adam Page thing, definitely something to keep your eye on. But um, be funny if Cowboy, Cowboy, <laughs> Hangman knocks his ass out backstage. If we hear another Brett and Sean match, but CM Punk gets a chunk of his beard ripped out. Or gets the rest of his teeth knocked out since he only has half of them left. Yeah, right. For someone who doesn't drink or smoke. Go figure, right? Straight edge. So you just don't brush your teeth. Okay. I guess, is that a part of straight edge too? (laughs) Shit. Anyway. So, the one other 
big thing that happened on AEW Dynamite. We finally got another return. Another reason to watch AEW. Kenny Omega came back. We got Kenny Omega back. The Young Bucks brought him out as their, you know, third partner in the Trios tournament. We're getting Trios titles, in case you haven't heard, in AEW, which, honestly, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. I'm not saying I wanted it sooner, but I'm just surprised it didn't happen sooner. So they go up against Andrade, Roosh, and what's his name? Roosh. Dragon Lee, right? Dragon Lee. So Kenny Omega comes out and he's wrestling in a compression shirt. And you can see, I, what is it, the left shoulder, right? That's like it got that, I have that brace because I have tears in my labrum. Mm-hmm. And when you have tears in your labrum, your shoulder tends to slip out of the socket. And that brace basically holds your shoulder in so that it can't slip out. Him so wearing that tells me that he shouldn't, be, he in shouldn't be in the ring because if he was in the ring without it, he could go for the slightest move and that shoulder slips out and fuck, now you're on the shelf for another year. And honestly, you can, you can tell Kenny Omega is definitely not 100%. Um, yeah, he definitely wasn't moving like Kenny Omega usually moves. Right. He was, I mean, he, you know, some, in some ways, yes. But again, you can clearly, if, if you're seeing Kenny Omega wrestle and what he's wrestling in, he's definitely not 100%. Yeah. It just didn't look right. Um, yeah, it just, I don't know. If we're rushing him back, it's trios title bullshit. Like, yeah, like, who, who needs Granted, you can hide him in a trios match because the Young Bucks can just do all their, you know, their fucking spots that they love doing. Like they did in this match they had, this right. stupid fucking shit. But to me, it's like, is that really worth bringing Kenny Omega back that soon? If he's not 100%? Because I don't want to see him in these trios matches. I want to see Kenny Omega... In fucking singles matches, we haven't seen it all year. And if that's one, if there's one thing, and, I, and Kenny Omega isn't my favorite wrestler, he's not. But yeah, he's good in the ring, though. Yeah, he's damn good in the ring, and he definitely deserves to be in the category top five best wrestlers in the world. I'll give him that. He's not my cup of tea more often than not, but I can't deny he does have great matches. But I don't know. I, I just uh, I don't know if this is the right time to be bringing him back if, if he's you know. Yeah, he's, he's like going to be wrestling in, first of all, he had a compression shirt, which is already tight enough. Yeah. And then he had the brace in it, and it's like, did he have surgery on them shoulders, on that shoulder? I like, would assume so. So they, what, they have out him out since there, November. They have him out there just not fully healed. Like, hey, can you come do a few spots for us? We need these trios titles to mean something. Yeah, man, and the spot that, you know, he, the bump he took on the outside, they, um... They have him propped up sitting on the barricade, and they brought the barricade in a little closer to the ring. And Andrade is holding up, is holding the middle and top rope open for Dragon Lee to do a tope suicida through the ropes to knock Kenny Omega off the barricade and onto the concrete floor, seemingly landing... Excalibur over here, tope suicida. (laughs) To the top? And seemingly landing on his bad shoulder on the concrete floor. In his first match back, he's not 100%. Yeah, that was, that was a little too extreme for a guy who's is not... That, is that smart? Not at all. I didn't think so. Um, but don't worry, because Dragon Lee got his. My God, did he. Um, a couple V-trigger knees later that seemingly left Dragon Lee a little too woozy. He was knocked out. He had to be. There I'm sorry. No selling there. Nobody in AEW sells that good. No. Can we agree on that? He, that not even trying to be funny. But kind of am. That second knee, that put him out. When he tried to get him up for the one-winged angel, he was, like, folded up like a pretzel. Yeah. You know what he looked like? When, when like, a waffle's too soggy with syrup. 
god. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my god. You're trying to pick the waffle up and it folds because it's too soggy. That's what he looked like on Kenny Omega's shoulders for that one wing danger. Then he dropped him right on his shoulder. Yeah, like, he's like, oh yeah, let me just add this to your concussion. How's that head feel? Yeah, after this. Just damn, dude. Dragon Lee, like, this dude's. Probably doesn't fucking know who he is. He's probably gonna go back to Triple A like, yo, I'm never going to AEW again. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Jesus, God, man. <laughs> we called the one shouldered angel. Yeah, you fucked him up. The first knee looked like he caught him good, then the second one definitely knocked him out. He took that shit. Because <laughs> Kenny Omega's trying to, like, get him up, and he ain't helping him. And, and he's, he's like, dead that weight. fucking, that, that, that syrup drenched waffle. <laughs> Hanging on the end even, of a fork. Even JR says he's out cold. Yeah, he knew right away because he's. <laughs> when he tried to get him up. He was practically limp. Dragon Lee's holding on to the ropes and Kenny Omega's like, like motherfucker, uh, I'm not fully healed. What are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's the bad shoulder. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Dude was out. He was all out. It's like the fucking pay per view. Yeah, he, he was done. Oh. We ain't gonna see Dragon Lee for a little while. Needless to say, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega won. And yeah, the Young Bucks. I don't fucking, know if it was worth all that, but Jesus Christ, they're equally as annoying to look at, but in their own different ways. I feel like Nick Jackson has like diarrhea-colored hair, and, and the way his, his forehead looks like a fucking jawbreaker, and then <laughs> his hair starts midway back. So it's like, what the fuck, bro? And, and I'm sorry, Matt Jackson has like. A top five most punchable face in the history of mankind. Yeah, there's something about him that just... I, mean, I feel like I'd want to slap him just being near him. Yeah. I get that vibe from him. Just look annoying. Me. Matt Jackson, to me, is a hand job. I think I've used that <laughs> phrase before. I, I, I know what you mean. I've used that now, phrase is he before. the hand stroking the dick? Or is he the dick getting strokes? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Either way, you're either a giant dick or a big hand stroking a giant dick. Which, whatever. He's both. I, I wouldn't want to be a, like a, the physically the physical embodiment. Yeah, he's a walking hand job. Yeah. So fuck Matt Jackson. But yeah, so Kenny Omega's back and he's definitely not a hundred percent. Hopefully, you know they don't break him even more than he already fucking is. Stupid fucking like for trios, trios the, titles. The, 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 Gotta, the, gotta, gotta the get the trios titles over. Fucking titles. Just can't just put them on the House of Black and turn the fucking lights out and we never see them again. Because <laughs> I would love that. But you know what? All take shitta ing aside on AEW. <laughs> this was actually the most enjoyable episode of Dynamite I can remember in the last like two or three months. All summer, actually. Take shit. Gotta say. Remember when he first popped up and I was like, well, look, his name is like Take a Shit. We're still not over it. It, it. I never will get over it. Because if that A was moved a couple of letters before, he'd be, what is it? Konosuke Take a Shit. <laughs> but it's Take a Shit. Take a Shit. That's AEW. So when we get back, we're going to talk some WWE. I think Mikey Bravo has to take shit. So uh, we'll be right back. To back up into the ring in just a moment or two for more exciting fucking action. So that was AEW. Now this is my favorite part of the show, the WWE side, the real shit. And uh, me and Lex were just sitting here 
going down a list of shit to talk about, but we thought, why make a list instead of just fucking winging it? So, trips took over because old Vinnie Mac, the genetic jackhammer with the grapefruits, had to retire because of, uh, like Alex said earlier, thank God for these allegations. <laughs> so, yes, I, hey, fuck yo, it. I'll say it, man. I'll say, I said it earlier when me and Mike were bullshitting, I'll say it right now. Thank God these allegations came out. I knew Triple H was going to be crazy, but I didn't think his impact was going to be this quick. I don't care how shitty that sounds, what I just said, but thank God. Because Triple H, (laughs) in not even a month, has already got both brands looking way better. Yeah, he brought back Dakota Kai and Bailey returned, and then he brought up EO at SummerSlam. Yep. Uh, Karrion Cross, bro, I called that. Days before it happened. We got carrying Cross back. And you, the way yeah, you he's did. supposed to be. Yeah. And he attacked Drew McIntyre in the middle of a promo with Roman Reigns. Because I remember, I told you, I'm like, yo, Carrion's one of Triple H's guys. Like, he was one of the guys that Triple H knew was going to be a star. And days after I said that, here he is with his wife. So just imagine, a year ago, they take his hot-ass wife away from him. Why, Vince McMahon, the guy who's paying for pussy all over the place, all over the office... Would do that, <laughs> take her away. We go from that, we go from Karrion Cross being dressed up like a, some kind of sex slave. The fourth member of Demolition. Yeah. And jobbing to Jeff Hardy in his first match. A Jeff Hardy who, honestly, I don't think he had won a match up until then. He was then, probably already on his fucking drinking habit again, too. I, I don't understand what was so hard to do this in the first place. Like, what, what was so hard about that? I, I don't get it. What made you think that this guy wasn't money the way he was? Just the way he is now. The promo he cut on SmackDown this week, where he's telling Drew, like, you, you know, you were the chosen one. You, you, you got to, like, he told him he's mad because you know they were wrong by making you the chosen one. And then, before he went to the ring, he moved something and it was a hourglass sitting there. Yeah. And it's like, why? Yeah, right in the locker room. Yeah, why, why? Wasn't this done a year ago? Because this guy would be a top contender for Roman by now. And what do you know? His wife is there, too, who's still hot. Yeah. Like, can we can we get him squashing a few people on, like, a Raw, maybe? Well, probably SmackDown. I mean, it seems like he's Oh, yeah, that's why that's that's you came yeah, back. Either way, it's like it's like you said. Like, how how is this so hard to do? Like, last year, you really went out of your way. You, you could have just looked at the guy. I mean, I think it was Kevin Nash who just recently said it on his new podcast, um, he said something how, you know, it's like basically they try to dismantle everything Triple H, you know, put out there. It, it's, when it his heart looks attack, like that. When he had his, you know, cardiac event or heart attack, um, you know, they said like they just basically took advantage and everything that he built, all the guys he brought up, they let go of. You know, everything that he had going, they, they just, they, yeah, it's like Kevin Nash said, they dismantled And now that Stephanie is the CEO She's going to let him run the show the way he wants to run the show. Already, a And that's why the shows have been so much better for the past. We got Dexter Loomis back. Dexter Loomis. And the way he came back, too, it's like he's... he's apparently I don't know he's been if you noticed, up. but him coming back was... It, it had an old school feel to it because... Who was it getting interviewed? Kevin Owens? Yeah. And Dexter crashed the car, and you see it in the back of his interview? Yeah, you just see a car that was like, you know... And That's old school yeah, shit. Yeah, a car in you, the background that just obviously was just in an accident, but you don't know what the hell's going on. They tell a story on. through yeah. the whole show. That keeps just you in the invested background. for three hours. Then you see this fucking guy show up, and it's like, 
nice because Dexter Loomis looks like a bad motherfucker. Well, he showed up in the middle of the uh, the Bobby Lashley AJ Styles match. Um, First time ever, right? And um, the one thing uh, with Dexter Loomis stuff, it's coming out of the crowd as if you know he doesn't work there. And that's how they're treating it. Security keeps coming out and treating him like him a up. fan. They treat him like a fan that, you know, jumped the rail. And the one odd thing, it's been two straight AJ Styles matches, which why, I don't know. I don't know if that's just a coincidence or they're building to something with him and AJ. I don't know. But this one in particular, when he jumped the rail, the security rushed him. They tackled him right in front of, right on top of Corey Graves. And then... It just quickly went to, you know, faded to black and went to commercial. And then he wasn't mentioned at all when they got back. So the way they're even doing it, you know, it's like they're trying to make it seem as real as possible. Like he's I not appreciate supposed the to effort. Be there, yeah, exactly. You know? I actually appreciate that. Yeah. Effort. You know, so I don't know where the hell they're going with it, but. It makes you want to see. Exactly. It's intriguing. We're, we're, you know, we're leaving Raw and SmackDown with fucking cliffhangers. Yeah. Like I don't remember the to, last time. Yeah, long time ago. Yeah. Long time Maybe, ago. Maybe, I don't even think I was an adult. <laughs> give me a reason to tune in next week. Yeah, it's, if anything, yeah, if anything, they give you reasons not to. Who else he brought? Hit Row? Hit Row. Hit Row minus Swerve, obviously, because Swerve but is you know what? one Without half Swerve, of the tag team. It gives him another tag team to work with. Exactly. And they brought B-Fab back, so you got another girl. You got another woman for she the She can division. be their valet. Right. Yeah, he brought Gigi Dolan that ass up. <laughs> Toxic Attraction, which is, uh, again, a real tag team for the women's things. Well, I mean, we got the tag team tournament for the women's titles. Yeah, and Sasha and Naomi supposedly are in talks with coming back. So, so the tag team tournament that was promised back when, what, in May, back when Sasha and Naomi walked out? Yeah. We finally have a tournament. And what do you know? There's actual teams in there. Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane from Toxic Attraction. The NXT, well, the former, now former NXT tag champions have been brought up. And they won their match in the tournament. They're probably going to be in the finals. You got Dakota Kai and Io Sky, who, you know, the way they've been being booked with Bayley. Those three have been booked dominant ever since SummerSlam, you know. Um, I think they win the, the whole thing. I think the they're winning the tag titles. I think Dakota Kai and Io Sky are going to win this tournament. And that's when Sasha and Naomi come back and say, we're coming for those because we never lost them. We just gave them up. Right. I think that's how it's going to go down. I don't know when the finals are supposed to take place because uh, Clash at the Castle, we're getting a six-woman tag between Bailey, Io Sky, and Dakota Kai versus Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss. So... Maybe we get that at Extreme Rules. I don't know. But, again, the way they've been booking Bailey, Io Sky, and, and, um, and Dakota Kai. Strong. They've been kicking every, all the girls' asses. They've been kicking Asuka's ass, Alexa Bliss. They've been getting in Bianca's face. They're it's invading just, SmackDown. It's an old-school thing. A trio walking around like the NWO did it. Three people just walking around beating everybody's ass. The Shield did it. So that's why, to me, you know, we actually have more tag teams in the women's division than we did before when there were champions. It's crazy. You, you can tell, like, there's so many differences already. I haven't seen the Jerkoff come out and do a flip in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I heard the 24-7 titles getting done away with. I, I mean, honestly, like you said, we haven't seen it in a while. I can't remember the last time we did, and I'm fine with that. 
Uh, it might have been Dana Brooks I just carrying seen no it out swords, for a match. Like you said, no dolls. None of that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... not to mention, there's no more five-minute matches. We've, we're getting 20 minutes with AJ and, what, Bobby Lashley, right? Yeah, they had a 20-minute match on Raw. Shinsuke and Gunther went at least 20. And main event at SmackDown, a hell of a match, a hard-hitting match. Um... Shit, what else did we get? We got, uh, oh my god, Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre this past Monday on Raw. And not to First mention, off, the promos that Drew McIntyre saying, like, I don't care if you're a prize fighter or a superstar, we're wrestlers in a wrestling ring, let's wrestle. Well, shit. We haven't heard wrestling or wrestler or wrestling ring or anything that has to do with wrestling other than WrestleMania. I heard it all in, the first, in, all in one sentence. Yeah, we haven't heard anything like that in years, and then boom, there it goes. Speaking of Kevin Owens, too, just the way he's been brought back. He came back. We hadn't, I, I guess Kevin Owens was uh, going through like a, a minor ankle injury. That's why we hadn't seen him for a while. And apparently he's, you know, he's good to go now. First time we see him right out the gate, he completely obliterates Eli- uh, not Elias, Ezekiel. Powerbomb him on a fucking ring apron like he did to Sami Zayn, like he's done to Chris Jericho, like he's done to Shane, everybody. I think we're, we're going to like NXT Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, because Ezekiel was effectively written off, thankfully, because you can't have that feud with everybody. So when you move on with Kevin Owens, so you're just going to fuck with the nah, next I guy? Think like, you should, I think Triple H is going to repackage him again. Maybe he just comes back as Elias, waits for his beard to grow back. I don't know. Maybe, but I think we're getting... <clears throat> Never mind him. Fuck NXT that. NXT KO. KO. KO after he destroyed Ezekiel in a matter of like a minute, cuts a promo backstage. He's like, you know what? I'm going back to the old KO. He comes out, cuts a promo on Drew McIntyre. He says, you know, I haven't, I haven't held a title in five years. I think the U.S. title was the last championship he won. Which he was feuding with AJ Styles, I believe. And before that, Chris Jericho. So that's how long it's been. Kevin Owens has not had a damn title in that and long. He, and you know what I like? I mean, I have said it earlier. He fought Stone Cold before he's won a title since. Bullshitting. Now, <clears throat> in WWE for so long, there's always one guy gunning for the title. But now you got three or four. Yeah. Kevin Owens wants a title. Karrion Cross wants a title. Drew McIntyre wants a title. Sami Zayn is going to fit in there somewhere because he's getting time with Roman a lot. Austin Theory has money in the bank. You got so many guys gunning for the title now that it makes Roman look like, yeah, he might actually get beat soon. Because it's not just one guy going after him at a time now. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just, again, it's just intriguing. It makes you want to keep watching. The big difference is so quick. It makes you want to tune in every week. Big difference. So, yeah, with Hit Row, you get a new tag team. With Io Sky and Dakota Kai, you get another women's tag team. Toxic Attraction, you get another one with some nice ass. Can't forget the ass. Yeah, you can't forget it. Never. Come on. We, you know, they know why they're putting them out there in little <laughs> shorts, dude. Hey, was, I think you were the one that told me that they wanted to bring Nikita up, but she's not medically cleared to wrestle. Well, her and Zoe Stark were supposed to be the team. Um, but apparently, uh, like I said, Zoe Stark, I think she got hurt in the last episode of NXT. And they said Nikita Lyons is medically unavailable. Whatever the hell that means. Yeah, because they, they know once do they put her on like Oh, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. That 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 eighteen to thirty five demographic is gonna be sky high. And they're gonna strip Liv Morgan 
and Bianca of their titles. We're gonna just put these on Nikita's shoulders. I can right see here. them giving her the SmackDown Women's Championship within a year of being on the main roster. I can see that. But yeah, I mean, the Triple H effect is definitely being felt on both Raw and SmackDown. Tommaso Ciampa is another one who Chamampa, how can we forget him, bro? He is just like I saw when they let him cut that promo backstage. He was with the Miz. I said, "Yeah, Triple H said go out there and cut a promo quick." Yeah. And since then, <clears throat> good match with Lashley. He, he won a triple threat match, which, by the way, I liked Ciampa before, but after that finish to, oh no, what was it? I think it was this past Ali week. Ali tried to do something, and Ciampa came out of nowhere. Whack. With, with a, a knee, knee right in midair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finished him off. I know you cried tears at the Oh, right man. I, I watched this like 17 times. <laughs> at least. <laughs> My guy Ciampa coming through clutch. But yeah, Ciampa, you know, he won a triple threat match to earn a match against AJ Styles to become a number one contender for the U.S. title. And then he has a very competitive match with Bobby Lashley. I don't Lashley know how the crowd's not going nuts. I, I feel like people don't watch NXT because there should be more people in that crowd popping when Ciampa's music hits. Maybe he needs his old music back. I, I think you're going to give it time. You give it time. I, I feel like with Ciampa, the one guy that comes to mind, like I, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, I guess we'll go into it now. Fuck it. When I think of Ciampa, I think of Johnny Gargano. And I think of Johnny Gargano as a guy that Triple H absolutely Speaking of Gargano, needs to bring back. he said he's open to coming back to WWE with Triple H in charge. Like, that's a real thing. To me, that would be a perfect way to get Ciampa. Get some belts off the Usos with them. To me, it would be a perfect way to get Ciampa away from The Miz. Because, yeah, I mean, it's not the worst thing, putting him with The Miz. But it's definitely not going to last long. I mean, nah, Ciampa and Miz do not I'm go together. I'm with you on that. DIY is the way to go. So, to me, Johnny Gargano, he's on a short little list of guys I want to see Triple H bring back. Now, he didn't get released. His contract expired. A lot of the guys that Triple H has been bringing back were released. So Johnny Gargano, he, you know, he let it expire basically because his wife was giving birth. So obviously he's, you know, doing the dad thing right now. So he wasn't really in a rush. Otherwise, he, you know, probably would have went to AEW by now or whatever. But the fact that he didn't sign with AEW makes him a very smart man. Because now you said he's open to coming back. You definitely have a spot in Triple H's WWE. He's a, a big prominent one, too. And perfect way to start out, Tommaso Ciampa. Team them back up, team DIY. You get another. You you get a fucking great tag team who can hang with FTR. You give them enough fucking time, and yeah. they'll be right up there with one of the best teams in the world. And yeah, you got another team for the Usos to go up against. Team DIY versus Team DUI. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a dope match, though, and it'd be. I'd believe that they can take the belts off the Usos oh, because them two can go. You know, but yeah, I, you know, so on, on the subject of, you know, who Triple H should bring back and who he shouldn't. So let's talk about who he should bring back. I feel like every, obviously Gargano, we just mentioned him. And I feel like the one guy that he absolutely needs to bring back as soon as possible. Well, maybe not debut him right away, make sure it's a big deal. But Bray Wyatt has to be at the and top. I, of the I list. had seen something that there was rumors going around that Bray Wyatt's already committed, but they're saving him for something huge. I, I can imagine. I can Which, imagine. 
Man. You don't just bring Bray Wyatt back no, on No, that gotta be like... That's to be in a pay-per-view. Clash has to finish off with him. I feel like that would be a great time to do it, but I just feel it's the too soon. The fact that it's overseas, too, is kind of like... They probably want to bring him back over here because... I don't know. I just feel like it's too soon. I, I'd be surprised uh, if... Survivor Series, maybe? Maybe Survivor Series. That's a, it's a nice that's way to make it... big one, right? It's a nice way to make it feel special again. Maybe day one. Start the new year off with Bray Wyatt. Day one back. sounds interesting. Do you start the new wrestling year off with a Bray Wyatt return? What's bigger than that? They were saying how they wanted to establish day one as, you know, a big pay-per-view. It's the first day of the year. They want, you know, wanted to make they it feel special. They want like the big five now. Yeah, so they want speak. a big match on there or whatever. But, uh, you know... a. Bringing back Bray Wyatt. And day one. What's bigger than that? At whatever version Bray Wyatt wants to come back in. Because it's not Vince McMahon handcuffing you and telling you what to do anymore. It's Bray Wyatt allowing, uh, being allowed to be Bray Wyatt. Which, who knows what the hell that could mean. I still think but Bray I trust Wyatt that. can get over with the three different, like, like Foley did. Three faces of Wyatt. You know, yeah. you got the Fiend, the but Mr. To me, Rogers, and the Swamp Guy. I just want Bray Wyatt to be in control of Bray Wyatt. Whatever that means... I want to see that because we already know what Vince McMahon's Bray Wyatt looks like. With Triple H in charge. That's that's all I'm saying. Just let Bray do him, and I want to see what that looks like. Not to mention, you got Cody coming back from injury, so it's interesting to see how he's going to be handled on the Triple H's watch. <laughs> Cody coming back from injury is basically like Jacob deGrom coming back from the and, Mets and in then, August. <laughs> Yeah, right. And not to mention... <laughs> Royal like, Rumble time at that. The guys that have been there and were used right, like Seth Rollins, what, what's next for him? He's been on top because he's just too good to deny. Yeah. What's, ne- what's next for him now that he was Triple H's first guy? I'm excited for Kevin Owens. I'm excited for Seth Rollins. I'm excited for Cody Rhodes. Ciampa. You know, um, but, okay, now let's talk about someone we don't want to see come back. Don't want, we don't want Triple H. I don't want him bringing Eva Marie back. I wasn't even thinking of Eva Marie. Uh, well, speaking of that, I don't think it's a possibility because Big Johnny's gone. Yeah, he used to bring her back because oh, I think we, he was fucking goosing on a low. He was trying to. Yeah. I don't think there was enough hush money in the world for Eva Marie to want to fucking do that with John, uh, Johnny Ace. Come on, people power. Um. Even Marie, I wasn't even thinking of. I hope we're safe from even Marie. Um, yeah. I was thinking more along the lines of Braun Strowman. Honestly, I... I Do you want to see Braun Strowman come back? Honestly, I'm, bro, Omas is whack. Shanky is an even bigger jerk-off. Command about Disease or Bawatunde Dabakato. I thought he was big Big old jerk-off. asshole, whatever you want to call him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I would big rather, old asshole. I would much like- rather have... Stupid Braun Strowman controlling his narrative than fucking this big asshole. He can't come in with that ridiculous haircut. No, he gotta go bald again. Or take time to grow out the fucking stupid hair you had before. But Omas just, he doesn't do it for me. Like, yeah, you're big, but who cares? All you do is yell. At least Braun Strowman could do a little bit of talking. I still, I don't don't think I'm Big old asshole? That guy is hopeless. And Shanky is like... so. It looks like fucking Dalsim and, Zang- and Sagat did like a fusion. And <laughs> out comes Shanky because he has long hair. And he's dancing and he's fucking spitting game to the ring lady. 
Like, and that's fucking, isn't Ricochet's girl? Yeah. Like, get this guy off TV. Put him on AEW Dark. Very dark, where no one can see you. <laughs> he needs to be that wrestling that used to come on, like, the random channel in New York when I was a kid, where it was like, they, they, they showed, like, indie wrestling in a place where there was no people. It was just a ring and two assholes and nobody knew fighting. <laughs> That's where Shanky needs to go. You must have been watching shit. <laughs> nah, I would flip through the channels and see it. And be like, oh, look, wrestling. Look at these guys. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I see what you mean about Braun I'd Strowman. rather Braun Strowman, honestly. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just still not over the stupid Shane. Like, I just can't. It's still too soon for me. Uh, I, I think I was just... Triple H was in charge now. That, so that tainted Braun Strowman forever for me. Who who do I not want to see? Uh, Shane McMahon. There you go. That's somebody I definitely don't want to see back. Uh, I wonder how that'll work because Vince fired Shane. And you think he gets along any better with Triple H nah, and Stephanie? I don't think so. Stephanie's not bringing him back. Shane McMahon is legit the black sheep of the McMahon. She's not bringing him back. Shane McMahon will show up in AEW before he shows up in WWE. That, it's so telling that not even Vince McMahon wanted that shit on his show. <laughs> You're fired, you fucking little bastard. <laughs> That's why your sister's gonna run the company, damn it. Yeah. Once they find out how much hush money I'm paying. <laughs> uh... Well, Shane McMahon's probably all right with it now. It's like, yeah, I ain't going to touch that fucking place. Yeah, I, can I change my last name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> no shit. But, yeah, I don't want to see Shane back. I don't want to. Strowman, I'm on the fence. All right, you kind of. You didn't talk me completely over the He'd fence. He'd be a lot you talk, better than I, the big men they have now. He's straddling the fence for me right now. Like Michael's on the top rope when he's getting crotched. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's Strowman on the fence. With the I, mean, I, I, I think we mentioned it. I would love Triple H to bring in MJF. Well, obviously. I'm and talking that, about guys that they let go. They let go. I'm trying to MJF, is, he's a no-brainer. He I didn't hasn't even been there yet. I all the releases that they had. Like. It's all right. Like, I, guess, I guess it's a shorter list of people that aren't signed Keith on AEW. I would have said Keith Lee wasn't a fat shit in AEW right now. <laughs> But Keith Lee is somebody I never want to see come back, even when his contract's up. You yeah. go, you get released, and then you come back fatter. Like I thought you would keep yourself in shape to try and get a job somewhere else, but you got fatter. Oh, this is A.W. He saw no Adam Cole ain't fucking working out. a fucking hoodie. Yeah. Put you in a singlet and called you a bear cat. A you spandex like hoodie. <laughs> I didn't even think that was a fucking thing. Bask in his ambience. So yeah. His ambience? Whatever the fuck he called. That's how you know I don't pay attention to him. <laughs> that has no ring to it whatsoever. Basket is ambience. <laughs> I don't know what it is because he's fuck, He's such a fucking bag of shredded from under cheese that it's like I don't watch this fucking cornball. The coolest thing about him is that he calls his movie he's spirit fucking, bomb. He basks in the aroma of the fucking... <laughs> He passed in the ambience and from under cheese. Uh. <laughs> mm. It has a subtle sour smell. <laughs> Salty. Fucking Keith Lee. Keep him away from my screen. I mean, he ain't going anywhere anytime soon anyway because no, he just swerving signed. in his glory or whatever. He's, swer- he's swerving in his ambience. Yeah, there you go. Ambiance. Ambiance. Oof. I want to hear shit about Chamampa again. Yeah, right? That's Chamampa level right there. It is. But yeah, I mean, those guys are all locked up. They're not going anywhere. Because Tony Khan even said, like, oh, I think it's laughable that, you know, 
people think people you know the guys are just going to get out of their contracts he says adam cole was signed for another four years and so was malachi black but i guarantee you guys like malachi black i i'm pretty sure miro liked the tweet that said something along the lines of he was booked better in WWE as Rusev. These guys want out of Andrade, I know, liked the tweet saying something along the same lines. That's a guy I wish would come back. Yeah. Andrade. I'm sure he would love to come back now. I mean, his wife I'd is still... I'd even like to see Alistair Black back. Because yeah. I think Triple H would use him the right way. Um, yeah, he probably would. But I feel like, I don't know. He's, see, guys Malachi like... taints see, him too much. The, the stench of bad booking... I've said it before, it, and that's why I'm not ready for Braun Strowman to come back. It lingers. Yet. It lingers. Bring yeah, Braun Strowman back in a dunce cap. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> have him as a job. with a bad haircut. Oh, yeah. And he wear Crocs, too, in his debut. Think Crocs like he would have Alexa Bliss's wedding. So, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like bad, the, the stench of bad booking is still on a lot of these people, and Malachi Black... The whole House of Black thing, the whole lights on, lights off, spitting mist that's supposed to land in people's eyes, but instead it gets on people's chest and mouth, yeah, which I'm but... sure is very enjoyable for the opponent, for the you know the receiver it's of mist. Shit. Hey, it's well, dumb. What are you doing that for? Andrade, you know, definitely wants to be in WWE, and you know it's funny because Miro was pretty vocal about how he was, you know, he, he, how he was, you know, dicked over in WWE and. For him to be liking tweets saying that he was booked better there than he is now. He was. You never see Miro. You don't. You never fucking see. We see Daniel Garcia. I know I just sang his praises earlier about the match he had with Brian, and it was great. But we've seen a whole lot of Daniel Garcia. Right? We see yeah. so many people that we do not need to see all the time. We never see Miro. Explain that shit to me. Yeah, I don't get that. I just, yeah, I don't know. You get him from WWE to to not even use him? At least WWE was fucking using him. Sure, his wife was making out with Bobby Lashley after she kicked him in the dick. And they're standing right over him. And he's looking like a complete cuck. With, with, a, with a fucking porno mustache. <laughs> that was such a horrible story. It was so bad. But he was being used! Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was being used. My God. AEW could use a monster like Miro and they just, they have him on the bench. Right. They have him on the fucking bench. I don't know, man. I wish he could come back. Well, I mean, his contract, I don't know. I, he, he came in in 2020, so he, I would assume he has a couple years left too. MJF... Who again? He's not, you know, he hasn't been in WWE before, but he's the he's the one that's closest to WWE than anybody else. Yeah, because his contract comes up in less than a year and a half. Who the hell knows what I'm, I'm what happens with him? To see where Triple H takes us, because the week the shows, the weekly shows have been so much. Better. I mean, just look what he did with SummerSlam in like a week's notice. Yeah, a bunch of matches we saw before. Just need him better. Closed out two storylines. Two long-term stories. Like, we, we saw we saw what Triple H was doing when NXT started to catch fire and get momentum, and we were all just sitting on our hands, waiting. Triple H has to take over. I'll tell you what I hope Triple H brings up to WWE this year. A War Games match at Survivor Series. I think we can see it. And you know what? I think he would give it to the women. Think so? I th and, and I think you have 
the perfect angle already. It's, the tag team championships. Well, you got Dakota Kai, you got Bailey, you got EO Sky. You'd have to find a fourth girl for them. You got Bianca, Asuka, Alexa, and I don't know, maybe if Becky is ready by then to come back, it would work. That, but that depends largely on you know her health because now she's you know she's gonna miss time with her shoulder. Yeah, but you would have your four on that side. You can find a heel to put with Becky uh, to put with Bailey's side. You know, with the three of them, I could see them giving that to the women. I could definitely because Triple H to me, other than NXT and, and the success that came with that. You Triple, Triple H is, H has is old daughters, so he takes care of the women wrestlers a lot. Because what if one of his daughters wants to become a wrestler? Today? He wants women's wrestling to be top, not what it used to be. You know, he doesn't yeah. want his daughters doing bra and panties matches. He wants them doing like real wrestling shit. So he takes care of the women's division, and because his wife is he's probably a, the most responsible for the women's yeah, division. Yeah, and his wife at. started helped start the like the. Revolution for women's wrestling. Right. So. He he brought the attention to women's wrestling more than anybody has in recent memory. And I like it because a lot of these women, like Bailey, can go. Bailey's are, Bailey's so slept on, man. Oh, the, oh, I hate it. I hate to even say that. I hate to even say that, but Bailey's so slept on. Bailey is arguably the best Bailey, all around Sasha, talent. They Charlotte, be, uh, Becky, Bianca, Oscar. Oscar, Rhea Ripley, bro, the, the, another little difference. Did you see Rhea Ripley drag Dominic out and he had, like, bruises and, like, it looked like he was kind of going to bleed on his face? That's right. I like how they got her beating the shit out of him every week. I'm enjoying that. But I'm kind of hating on Dominic, even though he has the world's worst haircut. He's, yeah, he he's been getting ball. manhandled by Rhea Ripley, and honestly, I envy him. Yeah, right? But yeah, man, the Triple H effect. It's quick, being felt. quick. Oh, okay, I got one more name before we go. I got one more name before we go, and you tell me if you'd like to see this wrestler in particular. What about Nia Jax? Nah, I wouldn't give a fuck about her. You'd bring back Braun Strowman, but not Nia Jax. Bro, do you know what you're saying right now? I Nia know what Jax I'm has hurt people. Nia Jax has botched. Nia Jax has went into business for herself because whatever reason. She's a horrible wrestler. I'm sorry. I'd rather Braun Strowman all day, every day. I guess I'd just rather see Nia Jax on my TV. Good for you. As long as she doesn't look like fucking old soup in a hefty bag. She looks better than fucking Braun Strowman. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not watching Braun Strowman for his looks, but he's not a horrible wrestler like her. You're not wrong, but there's a part of me that... Would like to see Nia Jax come I back. think she's too far gone. She's a mental case now. Yeah, well, now? I mean... <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was another name that was kind of like interesting. Natalia Neidhart's sister? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should be her valet. Yeah, because did you, did you see them pictures they had on Instagram? Oh my god, Fuck. man. No wonder why Jim Ross is fucking trying right? to shoot Good his shot. Right, old JL. I don't blame him. Shoot your shot, bro. Yeah, I mean, Fuck. Like anybody in AEW looks like that. But yeah, Triple H effect, man. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to Clash at the Castle. Um, Speaking of that, we're getting Gunther and Sheamus. IC title. The IC title's finally going to be on, on pay-per-view. With them two. That's going to be a fucking ball roll. The last Intercontinental title match to make pay-per-view. You ready for this? 
Big E versus Apollo Crews. Was it that? The Nigerian drum fight at WrestleMania 37. Wow. Two years ago? It feels like two years. A year and a half. Wow. That seems like forever ago. And wow. Apollo won that match. He beat Big E for that. That is, it's no wonder the Intercontinental title hasn't fucking been on pay-per-view since. So, Gunther and Sheamus clash at the castle. You got Riddle and Seth Rollins that clash at the castle. You got Roman and Drew. What else you got? The six-woman tag. I'm pretty sure we're going to get uh, an Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day match. I believe we're getting Edge versus Damian Priest on Raw. In Toronto. And we're getting Trish Stratus back. So that there's some shit to look forward to right there. So who does Bobby Lashley face? I'm not sure yet. I don't think they've uh I don't think they've uh announced a US title match yet. We don't know if the Usos are defending the tag titles yet either. They got it. That's a big pay per view. I would think so. But Clash of the Castle is shaping up to be uh something to definitely check out. Drew and Roman weekend, we're all waiting for that. Got all out the next day. Who knows what the hell the main event's going to be for that now? It was supposed to be Moxley and Punk. we we got to wait now. I hope they didn't, you know, swerve us. and they're still. I hope they're not going to still give us Moxley and Punk, but one of Moxley's garbage ideas of a match where Punk has to lower himself and do what Moxley does. I hope that's not... match. I hope that's not where they're going. Because if you're not going to give us Moxley and Punk title for title... The match we're spo- the match we're getting a dynamite now. Gage come out of a Christmas. Party. Oh fuck you! <laughs> With that's, a pizza that's, that's no fucking Christmas present. <laughs> He's a lump of coal in your fucking stockings. He's a lump of coal in your fucking face when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> He's the entire bag of No, nah, I, I, I'm with you. I hope they don't give the same shit. I hope maybe they... I hope it's not actually going to... MJF's return for that. Yeah, that would be great. That's like a, like a secret opponent for Punk. That would be great. I'd even I'd... put MJF over in that. In Chicago? Oh, that would be ballsy. But I would love it. I would love MJF every MJF can get that. And heat. you know what? I would even gain a little more respect for CM Punk, the person. For him to do that for MJF. In Chicago. Right. But I might be getting ahead of myself. Honestly, I'd rather... Like, I, I really don't want a garbage match version of Punk and Moxley. I hope that's not why they're doing this, because that would really piss me off. I'd rather see the, the you know, the, the rematch that's not really planned right now between Paige and Punk. I'm much more interested to yeah, see that at this point. I don't want to see that bleeding and... I don't want to see and... anarchy in the arena, but one-on-one, Punk and Moxley, and Moxley's or cult of personality is played for the first ten minutes of the fucking match, as much as I love that song. I don't want to see anything like that. Don't don't let Moxley ruin this shit with his fucking garbage ideas and oh let me go through barbed wire and bleed from every fucking orifice in my body. No thanks. Yeah, I'm good with that. Let punk be in control creative of that. Please. But yeah, guys, that's our episode. We had a lot to catch up on. We we ain't been around weekly like we like to. So, you know, we had to kind of jam pack everything in one try to get up to speed it's a lot it's a lot going down i wanted to do a 2002 episode like i've mentioned what the last couple times but again triple h is bringing one guy after another back one girl after another back speaking of another triple h move Shawn michaels is now vice president of creative on the main roster 
fucking click. DX ended up running the show, and they say WWE doesn't do long-term storytelling. Think about it. The Click is the most influential group in professional wrestling history. Hall and Nash got guys... Well, first of all, the curtain call. They broke kayfabe in half and threw it out the window. Then they went and got guys guaranteed contracts. DX is pretty much running the show now with Vince retiring. They divided and conquered in 96. Yeah, and now look. Hall and Nash, WCW, they ran it. Triple H and Michaels weren't too far behind. Yeah, not at all. I, it's just it's it's just crazy. Triple H and Shawn Michaels, these guys are really running the show. I'm, I'm, For all I'm these years, they really are. Like, now now it's official. <laughs> like Raw and SmackDown are gonna be as good as the old NXT used to be. Imagine that every week again. We're about one month in, and yeah, it, ratings are, already went up for every show. Yeah, things are looking up. Wrestling is going to get better as a whole, and even AEW. We it's shit on AEW. Them to do better. Right. We shit on AEW, and it's all in good fun, but a lot of it is true. Just like when AEW was doing good. We said, yo, this is going to force WWE to do something. Exactly. A year ago. Now WWE with Triple H in charge, changing everything up. You think them neckbeards ain't going to look over to the channel now? Tables have turned. A year ago. That fucking word. Word of the day. <laughs> Our last word of the day was schmuzz. Neckbeard is the word of the day. <laughs> Fucking AEW neckbeards. But do you think they're not going to come and check it out because people are going to be like, oh, do you see what Triple H is booking? Do you see what's going on? It's they're already happening. It it's already happening. Yeah. Didn't so, Raw draw it's like uh, like over uh, a rating of over two? Yeah. Like for the first time in how long? first time in like a year, over a year. And that was like Triple H's like first legit... Raw was was it now like because one of his first Raws? Like you're leaving on. us with Dexter Loomis getting dragged off. I want to know what happens with that. Or it's carrying Cross on SmackDown. Carrying Cross on SmackDown, McIntyre. coming and attacking this guy and leaving hourglasses and shit. It's telling stories. Cliffhangers. You're supposed to tell you. Got to watch next week to see how that, see what happens. Weekly shows and they culminate in a pay per view. That's the yeah, way it's man. always been. It's good stuff. Like I said, and you know, like I said, AEW, they just got Punk back. They just got Kenny Omega back. Granted, Omega's not 100%. Hopefully at all out, they get MJF as, like, again, like I said, a secret opponent for Punk. And I would love if he went over Punk in Chicago. And oh, imagine that. It's an interesting time, Imagine man. how how does he get out of that building? It would be incredible. So it's just, it's an awesome time because just a year ago, CM Punk returned a year ago today. Okay, and then right after that, Brian and Adam Cole came in, and all of a sudden AEW was like, "Holy shit, we gotta watch this now." Yeah. A year later, Vince McMahon's out of the fucking picture. Triple H is in charge of creative. Stephanie McMahon is the CEO, and all almost one by one, left and right, people who were getting released, budget cuts. And you know, I'm I'm thinking ahead, but I want to see because we've seen how Triple H booked the SummerSlam. I want to see how he books a Rumble. I want to see how he books a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see how he does these shows that, yeah, we got other pay-per-views, but these are the ones you have to watch. Triple H is one of those guys, like, he appreciates history. So you're right. I would like to see how he goes about doing a Survivor Series, a Royal Rumble, a Mania. I'm telling yeah. you, we need, a tra- we need traditional Survivor Series matches back, and we need 
Definitely not a whole pay-per-view of traditional no, Survivor no, Series. No, they used need... to do that shit. God, I can't imagine. <laughs> and some, Every fucking some match. Some used to have like 20 guys I on the I challenge apron. anyone to go back and watch 1987 watch, Survivor yeah, Series. Yeah, they watched the, the late 80s ones. But I'm talking like Hard one pass. or two on the thing. One of them should be a War Games match. Basically watching an episode of Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's a lot less ladders and super kicks. One of them has to be like the main event of Survivor Series. Should every year be a War Games match now? Oh, war Games would have to be Survivor Series. Yeah. Without a doubt. I, 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 I say that. that would be the way you finish Survivor Series off every year. No shit. And that's a way to make it feel special again and make it yeah. feel like a big four. Or I, you, I think you can even say big five at this point because Money in the Bank is that five. Is that, is that I guess you would one, say you six know. soon because of day one's coming too. I guess they're all going to be big. Fuck it. Fuck I'll it. take them. I hope. Just get rid of like extreme rules and TLC and Hell in a Cell and gimmick pay per views. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I don't I need agree. that fucking zombies around the ring or anything like One that. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. But yeah, guys, that's our show for today. Um, yeah, we're gonna try to you know keep this shit up again weekly. Uh, Mike and I have been pretty busy, but uh, you know life happens. We work full time, and uh, you know when something happens in wrestling, we are gonna cover it. And like I said, I do plan on uh, bringing you that 2002 episode. I definitely want to touch on that year because a lot of shit went down. Uh, it's a year like no other. The names that came and went <laughs> throughout the year was 2002 just... 2002 was like, wow. But like I say at the end of every episode, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore wrestling underscore hi. Mike, like I do every time, I'm going to ask you any last thoughts. That's all. Yeah, guys. We'll see you next week. For Mikey Bravo, this is Lex James. Thanks for listening.